We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Hey, welcome everybody to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. My name is Baron Wiley, and Sean Azaro, I want to tell you something. I think you have a new calling. Oh? Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I asked you, uh, what was the nicest thing anybody's given you? I don't know how we got there, but you were talking about how you got some new gear. You talk about your shoes that you got. Yeah, People are yeah. commenting on the nice shoes. What were those again? Uh, these are called, they're by a company called On, just On, and these are clouds, On Clouds. And for the record, you didn't get paid to endorse these shoes, right, Sean? Personal no, endorsement. no, but, but they, I, I mean, this is on the, this is going on podcast and radio. Whoa. Look what I did. Oh, you went out and got some. I broke down. Are they everything I said? Yes, Pastor Sean. That's why I said, you know, you should get a little cut. Spokesperson. Well, that's right. <laughs> So if you go to on clouds, find them on the web and type in reaching for real life, it code. won't mean anything. <laughs> code word is R-O, nothing. <laughs> you won't get anything. That's cool. But you're looking good. Uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You as well. Getting you as well. How things going over at Bernie Radio? You guys keeping uh, it moving? Yeah, we sure are. We got a big event on uh, this week. Meet us at Popo's. Oh, that's the networking. Uh, Bernie, what, what is it? It's called uh, the Boost Bernie Business is the name of the... Uh, Boost Bernie yeah. Business. We get about 100 Bernie business owners all in one place. It's usually good. We give away some great door prizes. That'll usually inspirational or marketing takeaway. Nice. It's real special. Have you been to Popo's, though, out there near welfare? Uh, I did. My in-laws loved that place. And years ago, we went there. Got good. the plates all over the wall. That's it. Kind of an old-fashioned type place. Excellent food. Fam- the food was cooking. great. Yeah, the food was excellent. You want uh, meatloaf, chicken fried steak? <laughs> Chicken livers. I'm getting fatter listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> but their steaks are real good quality. Their meatloaf, they use the best. Cut yeah, no, everything was excellent. Well, come on down. It's free. Yeah. You know. All right. I love it. Love it. I want you to come down and just pray. Open us up. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd you be know? fun. When are you doing it? Well, it's every uh, third Thursday. Oh, so, okay. So come All on right. down. All, All right, right Pastor. Uh, Pastor, not, before we get to our, our big fun topic, mm-hmm. uh, what's the most important thing? I guess Easter's coming up. Yes. You want to spill the beans on that one? Oh, yeah. No, Easter in the amphitheater. Hey, let me tell you, we have got an incredible event planned. One of the things we want to do is we want to help people be able to invite their neighbors. Mm. And, you know, we all have people that we just absolutely care about, but who are never going to darken the doorstep of a church, right? Mm. We know this. An event like this is an opportunity for you to invite friends and family. It's called Easter in the Amphitheater. We're working together, River City Community Church, with the Real Life Amphitheater, and it's a community event for the the whole family. We're going to have great worship time. We're going to have an awesome, inspiring message from the Word of God, and really a message of hope. And then we're going to have, after the service is over, we have this huge, and I mean, if you've seen our amphitheater hill, it's a huge egg hunt. I mean, the whole hill will be covered, and they do kids, there will be tons of kids, and they do it by ages, so the little ones get a chance, and then everybody has a good time. But it's just a lot of fun. It's a wonderful family event. And what's interesting is because of the nature of it, if you ask your neighbor 
or your coworker or that family member, they'll probably say yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's amazing. The statistics show how many people will actually come with us to a service like this if we'll just ask. Mm-hmm. So ask someone, invite them, Easter at the Amphitheater, 10 a.m. on Easter. Uh, Easter's April 9th this year, mm-hmm. 10 a.m. in the morning. Come a little early because you got to park, you got to make the walk up, but you will not be disappointed. It's a wonderful celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. That's, you know, we are absolutely, our lives are changed because of his presence, and he is our risen Savior, and there's power in him, and we're going to celebrate that on Easter. So April 9th, 10 a.m., Easter in the Amphitheater. Get here early. Uh, and have an amazing time for the whole family. $10 parking? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't say that. If the kids are listening, we shouldn't say say that. that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you, you just come. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Uh, Pastor, you triggered a memory too uh, with the Easter egg hunt. One, in the in the eggs, is there a little treat inside? Because like, uh-oh, communion wafers no, they're, again. No, no. <laughs> they're, they're, they're resurrection eggs. They're empty, <laughs> exactly. like the tomb. <laughs> no, someone suggests that something like, you know what? No. That, let's send them with a lesson instead yeah, of candy. Right. Tracks like, for Halloween. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. No, no, they have good, good stuff. stuff. Good stuff. That's cool. You triggered a memory because uh, uh, I was with KSLR, Salem Media Group, for 17 years, and we did an Easter egg hunt uh, out at Morgan's Wonderland every mm-hmm. year, and then that moved out to a Trader's Village, which I think they're right. still doing it out there, Trader's Village. And guess what? The gospel was shared. It was very cool. Uh, it was always the week before Easter. But in some of the eggs, besides the junk candy, you know, Jolly, mm-hmm. Ran- Jolly Ranchers, mm-hmm. if that is, whatever, uh, there was some good stuff. But one of the sponsors put dollar coins in there. <laughs> And then $5 bills and $10 bills Holy and $20 bills, you know? So if you were on, the sweetest thing I ever saw in my my life, I dare say, was this family was gathered around after the hunt was over. They're all on the side, and they're going through the eggs, and they're opening up this, and they got one pile for the candy. And then this one little girl opens up her egg and pulls out a $10 bill, and she goes, look, Mom, now we can get milk. Wow. I know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. huge. Praise God. Yeah. That sponsor uh, got a little blessing from that. Yeah, that's a, that's a very cool story. Very, very, cool. very cool. Unfortunately, it was Coca-Cola, you know, so. <laughs> hey, you know what? No, God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> Giving out milk. All right. Uh, Pastor Sean, uh, after Easter there, too, uh, as we know, Sunday's coming, but also Super Bowl Sunday's coming, Pastor Sean. I know Super you Bowl. like, well, you know, you're, Super Bowl Sunday? you got hopes. You got hopes for Super Bowl Sunday next year, right? Oh, Something we happened. do. The Chicago Bears are the Chicago Bears are killing the offseason. Uh, General Manager Ryan Poles. But uh, you didn't you're not tuning into this to listen to that. Baron's wanna... baiting me. He wants to see how long he can get me talking about the Chicago. Chicago Bears on a podcast designed to talk about current issues from a biblical worldview, and Baron is trying to drag me into it. But, but, <laughs> okay, I just just go to go go to NBC, go to the Athletic, go wherever you go to get your sports news, and just look up the Chicago Bears. Okay. There, I said it. Done. That's that's well, give me that's one a treat name, for you. I don't know who. No, the Bears. The, the Bears had the get? number one pick, and they traded. Uh, and they, they, I mean, they got a haul. They got uh-huh. a number one this year and a number two this year. They got a number one uh, uh-huh. next year, a number two in twenty four, and they got a wide receiver, DJ Moore. DJ Moore is an outstanding wide receiver, young wide receiver from the Carolina Panthers, and uh-huh. they, they, it was just a great trade. And that's just a start. But see, we're not supposed to be talking about that on this. Okay. You know, we're gonna, we're going to get phone calls. The station's <laughs> KSLR is going to get calls. We're we're going to get calls. You know, right. I care about the Chicago Bears and the demise of the Green Bay Packers, oh, of course. Oh. <laughs> of course, but. I think Rodgers is, uh, is the official now in the Jets. Did you hear? I don't know. I, I, it's all you hear it every day. Yeah, it, it's fake news. I, I don't know, but it'd be, it'd be crazy to see uh, if he actually But does. it's over. Yeah. yeah. Right. God, God bless him. Good riddance. <laughs> see you later.
All right, very cool. Uh, did you have uh, any fun this past weekend, Pastor Sean? Besides church there, did you? Well, do I need any more? <laughs> no, you have to uh, stand. Here, by the way, for the record, it's spring break, and the amphitheater's a ghost town. Everybody's yeah. gone. Yeah, no. Well, the kids are out of school, and so we give uh, you know we, um, we give people the freedom to work from home or to take some time because of the kids being home. So yeah, there's there's less people here today. The school we don't the school's out, so yeah. that's that's what really kind of empties the place out. But we're here. We are here on the wall. You need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, my, my real question is, is that I think we both have something in common. We both saw a movie last week. Yeah, yeah, we did. We saw Jesus Revolution. Yeah. Not together, actually, but we did both coincidentally see it last week. Yeah. And I want to talk about it because uh, I know a lot of people have seen it. I recommend you see it. Understanding it's a movie. Right. But I thought they did a pretty good job of dealing with a pretty significant kind of slice of history christian history actually in the united states very good i saw it too with my wife and uh, we were thinking about you the whole time because i knew we were going to talk about this i knew in my heart and soul and uh, i was impressed just for what it's worth about how it wasn't golly and we can talk about this another time just how bad christian movies are yeah predictable and just too conveniently work out so nice they actually told the truth in this story would you agree yeah, they did. I mean, obviously, there's a, there's some stuff that went on, and we could talk about that in a little bit, that, that they didn't go into the gory details of, but what you could see is they treated it kindly. Mm-hmm. They treated it very well. They, they, I think, tried to capture the heart and the intentions of the people involved, as well as dealing with the human frailty of yeah. the characters and the individuals involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that. And yes, it was well-made. Mm-hmm. Good cast. Uh, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer played Chuck Smith. Chuck mm-hmm. Smith, founder and longtime pastor of Calvary Chapel. Uh, Jonathan Romy, the actor who played Jesus in The Chosen, uh, played Lonnie Frisbee. And Lonnie Frisbee was this very charismatic, hippie-type character, evangelist, you know, teacher. Um, and just he depicted him really, really well. Jonathan Romy did a nice job. Uh, it was a good impression. I don't know if you've ever seen video of him or, or, or seen Frisbee teach. It was a good impression. Yeah, he, he did, did. A, he did a really good job. You, we get to see uh, Joel Courtney plays young Greg Laurie. Mm-hmm. And I, what's funny is I, you know, you look at Greg Laurie, you think, hey, that's probably what he looked like as a young man. And so it was just very well done. And, and you're right, Baron, Christian movies are often, and they just don't, they don't have the budget. And they, they try to maybe do too much. Mm-hmm. In one movie, so they come off very preachy, very churchy, very sometimes amateurish, mm-hmm. and that's as someone who cares about art, cares about quality, that that's bothersome to me. But I I understand they're dealing with a different budget, and so I have to each his own. This didn't feel that way. No, this was excellent. I know it costs a lot of money to use music, licensed music in, in movies. The soundtrack was wonderful, and I, yep. I thought it'd be easy, low hanging fruit from Love Song and Larry Norman and Rainy right. Stonehill. Right. No, it was just a couple of Love Song songs. Right. But then you heard just just the, the soundtrack of the time. Soundtrack of the day. No, they really did. They had you feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. It, this is all set against. Remember, it's the late '60s, early '70s. The hippie movement is huge all around the country, and. The Jesus Revolution, as it's called, um, they focus on some early beginnings in Southern California. Um, well, there were movements that happened all over the country. Um, this was one of the m- more influential ones, mm-hmm. but I grew up in Chicago, and there was a big Jesus movement, same time frame. Mm-hmm. I knew many of the people involved. I was a little kid. I was you know, eight years old at the time. So there was a move happened in Chicago, other city, major cities around the country. But this focuses on the launching of 
Calvary Chapel yes. with uh, Pastor Chuck Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought they did a great job of kind of depicting that in the midst of this big hippie movement. Right. They captured it. In fact, a young person on our staff uh, saw it last week. Okay. They had a different reaction. They were a little bit like, well, why did they make them, you know, the Christians look so hippie-ish and drug-ish? And, and, uh, and I, I told them, I said, well, that was the movement. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know that the movement of the late 60s, that was everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, Woodstock and all of the stuff that was going on, all the people, the authors, the artists, the mm-hmm. speakers that were d- talking about, you know, the the whole anti-establishment movement of the 60s. Well, not to mention the was, disillusionment with the government in Vietnam. Without a doubt. And this was a Christian revolution that came from from within. And so it had lots of the trappings of that hippie movement, yeah. you know, but it was Jesus center. I mean, again, as I was just talking about that, that culture time and why today here with uh, the Asbury church, and then you hear about Texas A&M, a lot of Texas colleges right. are having their own kind of revivals. Right. Uh, with that said, it almost kind of mirrors this generation looking for the truth. Yes. Much like that one was looking for the truth. Yes. We need a savior. Yeah. Yeah. Line. And that, and that is the bottom line. And, and again, one of the things that people are going to get wrong after seeing this movie, they're going to go try to recreate that movement. Ah. And and that was a very unique movement that was a response to a very particular time and a very particular uh, mood and kind of thing that was ha- ethos that was happening in our nation. Mm-hmm. Um, to try to recreate that now is just a bad idea. Mm-hmm. That being said, there were key elements, and you saw them in the movie, mm. okay, that you th- I think were very powerful and that I think we should kind of look for and say, God, what do you want to do in me um, in the movie? And this might seem like something of a spoiler, but this is actually history. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, the Titanic it, went down. It, yeah, it, it, <laughs> spoiler alert. They didn't make it. <laughs> Everybody dies. <laughs> no, it, I mean, obviously this is history and you, it, this won't take anything from the movie, but, but Chuck Smith is the pastor of a very small little church and very traditional very much trying to kind of they're resisting the hippie movement around them and just a small group of people his own daughter is just re- kind of fading from the faith mm-hmm. it just is bored to tears he they're bored to tears he's trying hard but it's just the whole approach is not working mm-hmm. and his daughter ends up meeting and bringing home Lonnie Frisbee now Lonnie Frisbee is a total hippie but he's a Jesus lover and he's an evangelist and he begins talking to Chuck Smith about this. And so Chuck asks him some questions and Lonnie's whole contention is my people, the hippies, they don't know it, but what they're looking for is Jesus. They're looking in drugs. They're looking in these other places, but what they're looking for is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they just don't know that they have a place because churches aren't open to them. Chuck, would your church be open to them? And the answer is obviously very much no, mm-hmm. but something stirs in Chuck Smith's heart. He's compelled by the hunger in Lonnie and by the reality that I've been looking at this whole movement all wrong. This is a group of 
millions of young people who are hungry and need to know the Lord, and I'm locking my doors and trying to keep them out. Mm -hmm. And so he begins to work with Lonnie, and they invite some of his friends, and his daughter begins to invite friends. And before you know it, his church is starting to get full of these hippies, and they are bare feet, and they don't know how to act in church, and they're talking up and shouting out when something good happens. They bring in a band, and the music is very different. Well, ultimately, some of the key supporters in his church just leave in anger. Mm -hmm. Others... Embrace this as the best thing that's happened. And, and what you see is the, the, it's a depiction of the founding of Calvary Chapel, right. which, was, of course, became a movement with over a 1,000 churches and all over the country. And so one of the things for me that was compelling was just to see that pastor's heart brought mm-hmm. to life yeah. by seeing when he actually started hanging around some of these young people. Mm-hmm. See, when we hang around people who don't know Jesus, instead of criticizing them, hang around those people that politically. Right now, our we have a different issue. Our, poli- our, our thing is, is this horrible political divide. And, uh, you know, I, I'm convinced we as the church need to just get out of it. Mm. And not that we as people don't have, we don't participate and that we don't vote and vote our convictions and vote to the best we can, biblical convictions. But just go, yeah, that's way secondary. That's way down. My, my priority is loving people in Jesus' name, yeah. serving Jesus, sharing his life and his word as a follower of Christ with whomever. And just seeing people the way Jesus sees them, they are harassed and helpless, sheep without a shepherd, is what Jesus said when he looked at the crowds. And seeing this pastor's heart wake up as he saw it for the first time, that was a very powerful part. That's Kelsey Grammer. He played it beautifully. To your point again, uh, Kelsey Grammer, who gets teared up when he talks about it, if you've seen interviews with him. I got choked up many times throughout the film as I I looked to the left and right and saw other people wiping their eyes. Either they'd been through it because you could just tell by the age demographic or just just the experience. But the modeling of Christ, uh, like Chuck Smith did, the scene with Kelsey Grammer washing those bare feet of those kids coming in so they wouldn't get the carpet dirty that that, the old people were complaining about. Exactly. There, there it was, Christ washing, you know, the feet for real. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And that, you know, and again, I, I can only, I obviously don't know if that's exactly how that happened, but I believe that was probably a true story. And it's just a great example of, you know, hey, finding ways to, uh, to and, and you know what's funny? As much as that was a blessing to the young people whose feet he washed, whose bare feet he washed, that was a lesson mm-hmm. to the to those older, bitter Christians right. who just were fighting against the culture. And I, I understand there was a lot of negative stuff, a lot of dark, a lot of wrong, hurtful stuff that came from that, that hippie movement, that 60s movement. And I understand that. I understand people being disappointed and angry that their kids or grandkids were getting involved in that. And yet they started to make the people the enemy. Mm. The people aren't the enemy. I've shared with this before, uh, the young knight who was called to go save the damsel in distress because in the kingdom you can't have a damsel in distress and there's a dragon that's had her held hostage. And so he goes, several different knights had tried and they've been killed trying to save this damsel from the dragon. And so he goes and he runs towards the dragon because you can't have a damsel in distress. Yeah, that's a problem that's got to be solved. <laughs> so he runs up and he runs towards the dragon and he stops and he takes his sword and runs it through the damsel. Oh, no more damsel in distress. There it is. See, problem, problem solved. solved. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's. <laughs> nice. I tell that story. People are like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. Mm-hmm. 
Kill the don't, don't kill the damsel. Mm-hmm. Don't attack the people. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against mm-hmm. powers, principalities, rulers of the air. The, there is an enemy. Mm-hmm. That's who we're to be fighting. The people that so maybe bother us, so offend us or annoy us, they're the ones we're called to go reach. Yes. And so just seeing a pastor have his eyes opened and begin to see people the way Jesus sees them, that's a powerful thing as a pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, Lord, who do I need to see differently? So it was great. You get to see the the launching of the ministry of Greg Laurie, yeah. you know, and just him as a young man and getting involved in that movement, his salvation. Yeah. He obviously had a lot of influence on the, the real telling of it. And uh, and with that, I thought they'd also did a good job uh, when it came to uh, the picture of baptism and right. the, the death and resurrection yeah. with the the longer that guy stayed underwater yeah. floating down, there was a yeah, picture yeah. of death and then yeah. the resurrection. That was a great depiction of Wonderful. Greg Laurie's baptism as a young man. Wow. And, and on the flip side, okay, Lonnie Frisbee was a very controversial figure. Mm-hmm. It started great, but he got into some, interestingly, some very, what we would call charismatic gifts, charismatic ministry. And, and the movie, I think depicts well that there was God was really doing some things. There was real prophetic words. There was real prayer for healing and the Lord bringing healing. Those things really happened. But we see the frailty and we see some of this begin to go to Lonnie's head. Mm-hmm. And he becomes, in his mind, bigger than the movement. And, and you can see Chuck Smith becoming concerned. You can see young Greg Laurie and others around him becoming concerned. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on? And ultimately... He, he leaves over it. Mm-hmm. And as we study the story, the actual story of the characters, because the movie does a good job of showing his frailty, his really honoring his role in the launching of the movement, but then him leaving. What they don't show is some of it was over the way he was using gifts. And he honestly leaves Chuck Smith's, the, the main ministry there, but ends up getting involved with one of the Calvary Chapel churches with a guy named John Wimber. And he influences John Wimber and the vineyard movement oh, is yeah. started. So Lonnie Frisbee, who ended up, you know, he, he struggled with homosexuality his whole life. He struggled with pride. He was very self-destructive in the end. And it was just one of those things that you just go, wow. And the lesson is, and the movie didn't go into all of that, but that's just the story. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's the, the history. You see God using very flawed people. Yeah. What else is new? And the fact is, and if, you, if you're sitting here, I mean, I know we sit and go, well, I want the movie to be accurate. Oh, well, is that? And it, it, the movie did a very good job. I recommend you see it. Jesus Revolution. Go see the film. But if, if anything stands out in that, you just need to know God uses flawed people because it's really the only kind he's got. Wow. He doesn't have any others to pick from. Yeah. It's like... Well, man, how can this guy who who went so far off the rails and yet he two major church movements, Calvary Chapel and Vineyard, he was significantly a part of the launching and founding of those and the the catapulting those to prominence. And were all Calvary chapels and all vineyards? Well, a lot of weird stuff came out of some vineyard churches. And a lot of Calvary chapel pastors, many were great and have done wonderful things. Some have fallen. We, we sit and go, oh, well, then I want to write it all off. No, it doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. Right. There is no perfect movement because there are no perfect people. Mm-hmm. But what's amazing is I know people personally, who were saved through the Jesus movement. They were hippies. Mm-hmm. They got saved. But then just like the hippies became yuppies, you know, in our culture, these hippies became you know, adults. They had kids. 
And I know multiple pastors up in the area where I grew up, northern Illinois, who are leading churches and pastoring today, but they were saved through the Jesus Revolution. Well, I, I, don't, I don't need to figure all that out. God's going to use it. Mm-hmm. God's going to use the imperfection that is here at River City Community Church. He's going to use. If you look at a church in town, you go, oh, I don't like what they do. They, God can't use that. Stop it. Whenever you say the words God can't, you're, you're out of bounds. <laughs> okay? Because right. God will use all kinds of things. That doesn't excuse what someone's doing. That doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean it's not wrong. It just means God's bigger. Right. And he will find a way. And wherever we will submit and surrender our hearts, he will move and he will use that. Hallelujah. And it's still happening today. I mean, I'm a product of that Jesus. My, my folks got saved in the Jesus movement. So I would be wow. in a totally different world if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Literally, in 1972, yep. I, can, I, I can remember it. The yep. change in my family's life. It's just a miracle. That's powerful. Yeah, big time. All right, so now, now we need the Jesus Revolution 2 to happen in real time today. Yeah. The sequel. Yes. <laughs> but and don't force it. No. Well, no, and that's the one thing. I went, we, we went with Ryan and Rachel, my son and daughter-in-law, uh-huh. and Ryan was talking about how he's up in a college town. He's up in San Marcos and how kids get really excited and they, you know, they want to see stuff happen. I'm like, Ryan, that's everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. And they go see a movie or they go read a book or they, we, I want that to happen here and I want to go have that happen here. And it's like, hey, God doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. You, you know where God works? God works where, peop- where people surrender their hearts and lives. Mm. So the, the key is you surrender your heart and life. If you want to see a Jesus revolution, let it start in you. Mm. And it just simply begins by surrendering. And I do think the movie does a great job of showing Chuck Smith surrender his bias and his preference, his fear to the leading of the Holy Spirit and get, he's willing to get very uncomfortable. I sometimes, I, I like being comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what comfortable means. Yeah, exactly. By definition. <laughs> okay, and by definition, <laughs> I like being comfortable. And I just know God's not all that interested in me being comfortable mm-hmm. because it's in the discomfort right. that we find we grow. Mm. So I, I guess, you know, if you, if you want to take anything from this podcast, you want to take anything from that movie, just be willing to surrender, follow Jesus, be uncomfortable, and then watch what he does. Because that's how Jesus movements, Jesus revolution, whatever's happening at Asbury that is real, Baron, and there's a lot that is, a lot that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's because surrendered hearts. Mm. People who are saying, Lord, not my will, yours be done. And you want to see a move of God? Let's let that happen here and see what God does. Amen. Well, if you're keeping score at home, uh, this movie's in its third weekend. And after that weekend, according to BoxOfficeMojo.com, $39.4 million, which wow. doesn't happen too often for a, quote, Christian movie. Oh, no, they, they estimated, they guessed what, six, they, seven? Seven, they'd be done, yeah, right. Yeah. Pastor Sean, God Sir, bless you, man. Hey, you too, bro. Hey, thank you all for listening. We sure appreciate it. Tell your friends about our podcast. If you're hearing this on the radio, whether that's mm-hmm. at uh, KSLR, KLUP, Bernie Radio, tell your friends. You know, it helps us get the word out. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons we do this, we want to help people look at life, look at what's happening in the world around us, and think about it through a biblical lens because that should change how we live and how we walk. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for being a part of this, and we hope you have an amazing day filled with his presence. <laughs>